Mike, let him have it. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? Welcome to episode 14 of the Bocce Bros Podcast. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Today we have special guests, Paul DeSico and Frank Gambatiste from the Wycliffe Italian American Club. If you follow Bocce, you guys know that this weekend is the Super Bowl of Bocce. It's a Cleveland Challenge Cup tournament held at the Wycliffe INA up in Wycliffe, Ohio, and we couldn't be more excited to have Paul and Frank on to discuss. Paul is the tournament director, and Frank is the bracketologist, we call it. Uh, He, think about it, you have 100-plus teams, so you need someone to stay organized and to be on top of of the bracket. That way things uh, run smoothly in a timely manner. And while I have your attention, whether you are playing in the tournament or not, make sure you download the Tourney Machine app on your phone. Again, that's Tourney Machine. Just go on your app store. You'll be able to download it, especially if you're playing. It is highly important for you to have this on your phone. That way you know exactly when you're going to play and who you're going to play against. If you're not in the tournament, but you want to follow along from wherever you're located, still download it because you'll be able to see the team names, the players on each team, and you'll be able to get updates along the way. As I stated earlier, you have 100-plus teams in this tournament with $21,000 in prizes. I believe the first-place team gets $8,000, so it's definitely a high-stakes tournament that everyone's been preparing for up to this point. The tournament is held from Friday to Sunday, and whether you're playing or not, expect to have a good time. There's going to be food trucks, homemade Italian meals. I believe they have a chef coming in, live music, and Sunday is their family day. They have much more going on throughout the weekend. I believe it's basically like a little Italian fest. So definitely check it out if you're in the area and you want to watch some bocce, eat some good food, and hear some good live music. On this episode, Frank and Paul discuss the history of the Cleveland Challenge Cup of Bocce, how important it is to have a team and culture in place to make it a successful event, who their favorite teams are leading into the tournament, which was a fun segment, what to expect whether you're playing or not, and their favorite bocce moment. Guys, we really appreciate you tuning in. Definitely keep an eye out on our social media pages throughout the weekend. We will be doing a live stream on Saturday. I'm sure we'll be doing something Friday as well, but we'll be documenting along the way. Thank you guys for tuning in. Here is episode 14 of the Bocce Bros podcast with Paul DeSico and Frank Gambatiste. Actually, that's a good thing. I'm going to pull up the app so I can, if we get into conversations about teams and stuff, I can have that ready. Yeah. yeah, I will say that I love that the app had the names because it's been so easy to understand who's on what right now. I really like that feature. Yeah, I I think for us, the app is, I, I, I'm glad you guys use it. And I think the vast majority of teams are using it. But I'm really like this year, I'm making such a hard push. I want every single team to be using the app. When, when teams come up to us, which, you know, all weekend, when's our next game? The only thing I want to say is, Look at the app. Yeah. <laughs> you should. You should just tell them that. Yeah. And just say, yeah. it's, it's, we're only doing it through digital. Look at the app. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the other thing is, it, it doesn't happen often, but sometimes we do change game times, and we want to stress, that's your source. Like, if we make a game time change, it's going to be in there, you know? 
So now I will say, if I remember right, the Tokolano Club, one of them are like all like 80 year olds, so maybe yeah. they're not going to be utilized. <laughs> right. in yeah, there's there's a couple of teams like that where we're like, okay, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You're not going to use that, or maybe they could find their grandson to use it for him or something. Yeah. <laughs> so overall, how? Uh, how on time are you guys usually in this tournament when it comes to uh, picking the times and going through? Because I know a lot of tournaments, especially lately, have just been, uh, you know, way over time and there's fall. different times um, just because it, of the way yeah, it goes. It's, it's, it's always a battle, right? Like, it's, we try so hard to, to gauge um, game length. So, um, you know, I my very first year on the on the bracket uh, side of things here, we ran. I'm not like what I would call the, a perfect tournament, and like everything was end. You know, and then the next year we were we were so far behind. It was like the farthest the, the other end. So, um, so it's it's, yeah, it's we tough. Had, we had seventy year seven year old guys starting off at one in the morning. Yeah, it's like so. <laughs> That's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. So I so we made a change on Saturday now up until like seven o'clock. Games are an hour. And then after that, they're an hour and 15 for the rest of the night. So like because that game start getting longer and longer as the tournament goes on. So uh, we just tried to balance it that way as best we can. Yeah, so we have Paul uh, DeSico and Frank Gambatis on the podcast, guys. We appreciate you. Uh, joining us, you know, it was somewhat last minute. Our schedules, I'm sure, just like with you guys throwing the tournament, it's just been nuts. I just yeah. walked in the door literally five minutes ago. <laughs> I mean, it's it's still, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah, I remember. The list is getting longer, actually, of things to do. You'd think it'd be getting shorter. Right. You got to lower your camera a little so we can see your whole face, I think. Nice. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, I look. Okay, there you are. That's better. That's better. Yeah, show that beautiful face. Yeah. The problem is I, I'm, I'm an old man, so I have these progressive lenses. So I'm like, I feel like I'm looking up in the air to see the phone. <laughs> I left my computer at the club. I'm like, okay, do I need my computer tonight? No, no, I just got to go home and do that thing. Yeah, dummy, you need your computer. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. Yeah. I'm on my it's all right. I don't know how many people watch the video, but most of them listen, I feel like. Right. Yeah, right. yeah you're good. But uh, Paul, you are the tournament director, correct? Yes. And Frank, we call him the uh, bracketologist, right? Yes. Yes. Man. Love it. So, uh, Frank, if you would start, just kind of give us a background uh, about you, uh, maybe when you joined Wycliffe, how you got involved. Sure. Um, just, you know, give us a little rundown, and then Paul will go to you. Yeah, so I joined the club five or six years ago. Um, Paul can attest to this. I was one of the guys that was constantly at the bracket board. Um, I mean, I lived, I lived at the bracket board in Wycliffe, um, and just constantly there giving suggestions, you know, I was that guy. And so, um, I, yeah, I think Paul said something, you know, or, or Chris Purcell, one of the other guys that's always, uh, that runs the board a lot, you know, said something like, you need to just join and then you can, you know, get on the board with us. So, uh, the next year I did and got made my way right onto the tournament committee and sort of forced my way onto the bracket board uh, side of things. So, um, and yeah, ever since then, we've just been kind of rolling from there. So it's been, it's been fun and we've been able to do some really cool stuff since then. So. Yeah. He's a, he plays in the leagues too. I don't, Frank is a player. 
He's he's yeah. You've been how many years have you playing in the tournament, Frank? Yeah, this is this will let's see with this team, this will be our eleventh year in a row. Um and this will probably be my this will maybe be my fifteenth year in the tournament. Okay. Yeah, because there was a few years in a before that that I played with just random people, and then my team sort of came together uh, ten or eleven years ago. So yeah. What uh, what team do you play on? So we've been a couple of different names. This year we're called Yorkie in Real Estate. That's my wife. She's a real estate agent. Um, we last year we were JJS Design and uh, JJS Bocce, which is JJS Design and Builds, my buddy's company, and then. Uh, <laughs> I actually run a little travel agency, so we used to be Mickey's Magical Vacation. So if you ever used to hear that name, that was a, um, it was it always got a good laugh every time we got called on. So, oh yes, Mickey. Yes, that I remember. Yeah, that's what I figured. Everybody remembers us as Mickey's. So I, yes. anytime anybody sees us, they you know they refer to us as as Mickey, or at least me, especially. I'm a huge Disney fan, so that's where it comes from. Love it. Um, I actually have a, a little Disney thing on tonight, actually. Um, but yeah, that's so that's where I'm sure. There you go. Nice. Um, but yeah, so that was our original team name, then JJS, and now my wife wanted us to be <laughs> uh, to move to her her side of things. So that's where we are now. Yorkie in real estate is what we are called now. So I, I help run the Italian festival here in Columbus, and we and then the Bocce Bros kind of started a tournament in Columbus. I'm curious, you know. That's about 20-ish teams. So, I, you know, I feel the pressure, 30 teams. I feel the pressure there. What's it feel like when it's five times that? Like, <laughs> where where are the things that, like, you guys have learned to navigate slash, like, you know, that's just, it's just coming at you? Well, about, uh, I've been on the tournament committee for about 15 years now. And I got on when my father was there. Um, and... Um, I started taking notes, like listening to what everybody else did. I'm a, I'm an auditor by trade. So I'm used to process. I'm used to procedure. I'm used to things in writing. And so I started taking notes and then I would request, okay, can everybody kind of jot down what you do? So I would put this manual together of what all the different areas should do. And then we, so we have, we, we meet four or five times a year. I'm, I'm probably getting a little bit too big on this answer, but. Um, it's, it's an all encompassing answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it, we meet four or five times, but I have a, a running spreadsheet of what everyone's responsibility is. So coming into the meeting, uh, everyone knows what they need to do at that point of at that stage of the, of the tournament in January, we need to do this, 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 and this. So we go down the list. Each meeting's about two hours long and, uh, we cover all the things we need to cover at that time. So to answer your question, it does, it's not daunting to me because I kind of see the whole picture. I've done it long enough and I've taken notes that I, I'm basically checking off as we're going down saying, okay, we covered that in April. We covered that in June. We have these things to cover. And then Frank and I will talk a lot because Frank does a lot of things. He's, he's the innovator of the team. He comes up with an idea and then we just, we'll talk on the phone for an hour and just hash some things out and he'll go back in his corner and start, you know, building and doing what he does. And then he'll say, Hey, what do you think about this? And so like this year's reveal show that was, and Frank will attest to this because I think we've talked him off the ledge a few times. 
he put a lot of time in that. You know, it was the idea was uh, the what did you call it? The Sunday selection show mm-hmm. from right. from the big March from Madness. the uh, It was great, March, mate, Yeah, yeah. It, 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 and and cool. we and as we said, I said Frank, just start small. You don't have to. We don't have to eat the whole elephant this time. Let's do a few moving parts. Let's just put the, the, the put an outline together and let's cover what we want to cover, but we don't have to get too crazy. And luckily, I think he listened. Um, and, and I think it came together very well. Um, we have some, we definitely have a lot of room to grow. We wanted it that way, but we are, we've got the, the, what do you say? The, the train is on the track. Yeah. And now we just have to fine tune things and move forward that way. But uh, to get to your question, Anthony, it, it's a daunting task. I don't think a hundred. I don't think of a hundred teams until like today when I had to put when I had to make labels for a hundred teams and I had to type uh, you know, type <laughs> them all out. One, yeah. two, three. Then yeah. I think about 101 teams. But it's really not. Um, it's not daunting with the app now. Again, Frank innovated that a few years ago. With the app, it really is coming to. Uh, it's coming into itself, and I think a lot of that stuff we've pushed a lot of that stuff down to the players. To even Frank, uh, last week we were sending out a link when someone wanted to change their team. So uh, we're pushing a lot of that stuff down to the players, so they put all the information in. We used to get mail. You know, we would get I would get a hundred pieces of mail, hundred plus pieces of mail. I remember you got we had to sign up through mail and yeah, fill it in, sign and we have to go down to the damn post office box. Then I get these people. You know, they'd get their their mail returned, and they would call me in a panic. I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. You know, just throw that envelope in another envelope and send it over. It's going to be fine. You know, and uh, so it, it's it's very strange that we got to some credit card payment issues, and it just it was crazy. But this app thing, this uh, it there's a little bit of a convenience fee. We've we've absorbed it the last couple of years. We may we're talking about maybe not absorbing that and doing some different things with payouts next year. But, you know, there's there's Perfect. a lot of things that we don't have to do. So, again, to try to answer your question, I will talk all night if you let me. <laughs> <laughs> right, Frank? Um, and um, <laughs> it's, it is daunting. I mean, but but it's it's handleable. You know, it's we have a lot of guys yeah. that have been there a long time. I, I, so how many, how many people are on your tournament committee? I would say active members at a meeting, we probably have 15. Oh, wow. Right. Okay, that's all right. Guys, uh, with COVID, uh, last year we started doing teams meetings because we were going to have the tournament last year until we gave uh, COVID till June 15th. And we were, you know, we were looking daily to see kind of what things were going on. And, you know, a few things opened up in May, as you guys remember. And, you know, uh, we, we had conversations, but we had a vote. I think um, I want to say three people thought we should have it. And everyone else said no. So not was it it wasn't just no to our tournament, but no to any tournaments at our club. Because there was a big there's a, we didn't want to become the super spreader. Yeah. You know, that was that was a big concern with a lot of us. We have a lot of older folks that, that help out and that come down. So we wanted to make sure that uh, we were doing a responsible thing last year. I, I can see it now, Frank. You have like, you know, like when you want the election or March Madness, and you're touching the digital board, and you're, like, clicking in, and the players' faces come up. and Anthony's um, right on files. it. <laughs> you have no idea. I can already no see, idea. It. see it spinning. I work for, so I work for Microsoft, um, and we have the, you know, one of our products is that is the giant Surface Hub. 
Yeah. And don't I tried to get one. So uh, we have them this year. Work, so I, I love them. We we yeah. use them all the time. I yeah. don't know why they wouldn't let us use that ten thousand dollar monitor, Frank. That's yeah, right. Exactly. I can't believe I can't believe they wouldn't let it out of the. No, office. really, it's for our hockey tournament. Yeah. So, what are it. some of the other innovations uh, that have come about in the last fifteen years? I'm not familiar with the tournament back fifteen, twenty years ago, so I'm kind of interested. Uh, you named a few of them. Did you say you're not familiar with it that long ago? Yeah, I, I haven't been familiar with the tournament till probably the last five years for me because I'm somewhat newer to the game of bocce uh, okay, compared yeah. to all of you guys. So just interested in the evolution of the tournament because right now it seems like it's one of the most well-run tournaments and a lot of the stuff that you guys are doing and using as innovation uh, really brings up good ideas for other tournaments, sure. including ours in the future. Yeah, well, we, we, we got the tournament in 89. Uh, we got it from, uh, it actually was at the Cleveland Convention Center. Uh, back in 84, you're going to get a history lesson here. No, good. That's back what we want. Back in 84, um, Tommy Lasorda uh, started up around the nation uh, the game, uh, the, the Challenge Cup of Bocce. A lot of different cities. Uh, St. Louis had one. They were all over the place. So there was one in Cleveland, and some guys ran it. They ran it at the Convention Center. Um, I don't know all the folks that were involved, but one of the guys from our club, his name was Joe Shalemi. He was involved with it back then. He was an older fellow back, older fellow back then. He, you know, they had it there a couple of years. They, I believe, they just made courts at the convention center. You know, two by fours on the yeah. ground, and you know, wasn't uh, wasn't anything too crazy the way they do it at the hotels now, mm -hmm. the way they did it in Vegas. Yeah, and um, they had X amount of courts, not that many teams, and in. Uh, 1989 we had two courts at our at our club and we had 16 teams in our first tournament at the cleveland challenge cup it was maybe the fifth tournament sixth tournament whatever there were 16 teams and i believe five of them were from canada they were the rainbow creek teams if you look at our trophy you'll see yeah. the names rainbow creek up and down yeah. everything and uh they uh it, they, it started small our club did it my father was involved gino latessa who was um I believe he was just a relatively new member at that time. He was involved. Our club did all the cooking. We did. Uh, we had a beer tap on the side of the wall. The beer tap's still there. If you practice on Friday, you can get a beer out of it. Um, but uh, yeah, we we had a very small tournament. The club made maybe four or five hundred bucks. Set up a bar. Like I said, we had the beer tap, some pop, roll the you know big rolls of sausage on the on the grill. Our guys made tripe and pizza from scratch in the kitchen, and that was it. We're very small. I remember being in high school. Uh, my dad would – I'd need to go with my dad to Sam's Club to get all the tomato sauce or something like that. <laughs> so it was, it, was, uh, it was pretty small. wasn't the big event uh, as far as people even coming down to watch. So okay. that would go on for another maybe 12, 13 years, just about that size. And then – we got a couple of sponsors. I think my dad secured Ohio lottery. And then he talked with a couple of our members, Tony, the Continenza family, Tony Continenza worked at Sunoco. Tony uh, got Sunoco to get involved and they were our first major sponsor. And for a few years we had Sunoco as a major sponsor. And um, about 2003, we kind of said, okay, let's, let's get serious here. Again, Rick Continenza is one of our members. 
He has a, an auto shop. He has a lot of vendors. He started selling ads for the book. We Our book was there in years prior, but it was eight, ten pages. It was nothing. That book has turned into something. In fact, this year, Frank, I don't think you know this, we had to get a different stitching type for our book. We actually exceeded our program book. We got so many sponsors that we exceeded our program book, and we had to get a new stitching. Luckily, one of our members prints our program book. So he was, you know, he took care of it, whatever, but he, he called me to inform me. I said, I, unless it's a problem, great. You know, it's a good problem to have, I guess. Right. So, um, so in 03, we started kind of turning into what you see today, you know, where we, uh, teams started to, you know, we were able to get a few more teams. We raised our, our, our entry fee. So our, our prizes went up and then we started looking at our grounds and saying, okay, what can we do? Let's put in another court. Let's cover these courts because rain was a big deal back then. And if it rained before we had covers on the courts, which we had five courts that were uncovered at one time, it was like, it was ridiculous. You know, you're stopping play. You got these guys coming from Canada. You can't just push it to Monday. You know, you got people coming from New York, from Canada, from Youngstown. So we would have big tarps. You know, I didn't know there was a tarp that covered three courts. There is one. It's huge. Um, (laughs) We have, uh, I don't know if you guys know Marco Orlando, senior. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, senior, I know junior, I don't know. Yeah, senior. everybody knows junior. Senior is his father. But he, yeah. his first uh, first month or so in the club, great story about Marco. He's standing on top of an eight-foot ladder, the very top, on his tippy toes. We had strung a, a wire across the middle of the third, of the second court. We're trying to make like a teepee of this canopy. So if it rained, we'd throw the canopy over or the uh, tarp over it, and we'd be able to still maybe play under one of the courts. Well, uh-huh. Marco's up standing on this thing, and he's reaching for this wire. And, you know, when you're on a ladder, what's the rule? Don't reach. He reached. He fell off that ladder, and he was right in front of me. And, you know, it's one of those things. Do you try to catch him? No, you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's my answer that day. And he hit the ground, and he got he jumped right up. He was fine. But it was like, we still talk about, you know, Mark, remember that time? You, oh, yeah, I remember that. And he says, I remember your father was holding the ladder. I said, yeah, I was on the other side. I said, you <laughs> almost at my feet. But, yeah, just it's, it was crazy. But, yeah, it's um, the, the, at about th- 2003, 2004, you just saw the, the club. If, you would, if you'd been coming those years, you'd see, oh, another court this year. Oh, you covered these three courts. Oh, you got two more courts. Oh, you put on a bathroom. So the club was doing well as far as tournament revenue, but we were turning around and putting it right back in. Yeah. And we still try to do that. We're talking about putting in a parking lot. You ever put in a parking lot? Those are not cheap. You know, so we're talking about those things and just trying to improve our grounds because we don't think that we're going to get less than a hundred teams at this point. We've, we've put together a brand that we think is sustainable as long as we do the things we need to do. And with 160 members, and I would say easily, over the course of the tournament, you will see a hundred members down there. You know, it used to be five or 10 members from 150, 160 members. But once you start to gain success, people want to be part of that success. Mm-hmm. And we have really, every day this week, I was down there at some point for a length of time and there's always 10 or 12 or 14 guys. You know, we put tents up like all the vendor row that you see with the food vendors. Those are all our canopies, but we have a bunch of guys that are, all I think they're all 1975 grads they're all about 60 65 now and they uh they come down and they have a work crew and they are just like clockwork those guys they set those things up in a couple hours we get some pizzas we have a beer we 
you know, that's kind of the part of the fun of setting up and, and being together with the guys is that, you know, you're, you're, you're hearing your stories and all that from their years of, of being in the tur- in the um, club, but you're also learning how to set the canopies up. Right. You know, you're also learning that thing. And then some of these guys bring their sons down and that's kind of how I got involved. My grandfather was, I'll, I'll jump back. If I, if I'm boring, you just, somebody raised their hand or something. No, you're good. I, like I said, no, this that's is good. My club is, is, this is my passion in my life. My family, of course, first, but the club is, is really, uh, it's a Wycliffe staple. It's a DeSeco staple. And, uh, actually Frank, three guys on Frank's team are my cousins. Tony oh, nice. boys. And so, you know, we just, our family goes way back. My grandfather was one of the founding members. My father joined in 54. I joined at 21 years old. I'm 50. I'll be 52 Sunday. I'm 51. I've been in the club for 30 years. And I've been, as in, I've been on the board. I've done a lot of things uh, at the club and I love it. It's, it's a part of Wycliffe. I'm a part of Wycliffe. My family came from Italy to Wycliffe. And so this is just a, a great thing. I'm involved in our schools and all that fun stuff. But uh, this, this is just a, this is a diamond. I mean, you guys have all been there. This mm-hmm. is a diamond for Wycliffe. This is a, one of our shining, shining glories. But uh, yeah, so what you see today, Carmen, is, is, was growing slowly since 03. And every year, we just kind of do something a little bit better, a little bit different. And you're seeing kind of where we are now. Where can we go? I don't know. Frank and I have talked. But, you know, what do we do? Do we build, uh, do something to enclose some courts? You have an indoor facility for the winter? I don't know. You know, there's, there's a, the sky's the limit. So, what I, what I've enjoyed hearing so far is it seems like you guys have a really good culture and a good team there. Um, that, like you said, you have 15 people on the committee to help run the tournament, and then you have guys there that help set up. I'm not sure how many there are, but it sounds like it's, it's quite a few. And that's very important. I mean, you, you guys are all in business, culture, yeah. your business, working together, each person having their roles and fulfilling those roles, um, you know, is important to, to be successful and, and meet the goals that you want to achieve. And that's something that's really I've, I've come away with so far, mainly because we're trying to build something like that here. Uh, right. So kudos to you guys. It's, it's great to see. We're really excited to, to be there this weekend and, and see it in person. I, it's my first time, so I'm I'm really looking forward to it. All right, we're nice. we're excited to have you. There's we got yeah. a team from Rhode Island. I don't know if you go ahead, Frank. You talk. I've talked too long. <laughs> I was just gonna say we're always pumped when newcomers, new like first timers, come in and and get to experience a tournament, um, because it's I, I'm I'll be very curious to hear what you think after you you have experience. You know, you've obviously heard a lot about it. Um, you know, being in the bocce community, especially in this area. I know you guys are in Columbus, but everybody knows the area. And, you know, so I'd be very curious. You've played in other tournaments, I'm sure. So I'm really just curious to hear sort of the feedback after you've experienced it yourself firsthand. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to have our, our audio equipment there. We'll have some cameras. So we're going to try and document as much oh, as possible. Awesome. We'll probably have Good. a video to release after, and then we'll do a, kind of a recap podcast. Uh, oh, sweet. Probably next week or the week after. So. Yeah, that's excellent. So one thing yeah. um, we try and what we one of the reasons why we started the Bocce Bros is we're trying to spread the, the game, spread the knowledge of the game, get more people active, especially our generation and the generation after us. With this tournament, do you guys see the game continuing to grow? Um, 
If so, great. If not, do you have ideas of, of or, or have those conversations started of, hey, how do we make sure we start introducing this game to the younger generations? That way, what we're building here continues on. I, I mean, I do. I, I mean, you look up and down the, the teams that we have coming in, and, I mean, I don't know everybody's ages, but you can see faces, and you can see that you have such a good representation of younger people coming into play. I mean, the team that won last year and has now won three of the last, like, five or six or whatever, ABB, they're all 20-something kids that, you know, are really uh, – they're great stewards of the game. They come in and play, and um, it's it's just really cool to see. And I think them winning has has even um, gotten some other kids in their sort of age range, you know, excited about wanting to come and play. And so I, I think it's in good hands that we're going to see it continue to thrive for a while now, um, because I mean, and honestly, like I said, looking up and down the rosters that we have coming in, we just see such a good mix of of guys that we know have been playing and in this tournament, even, you know, for 30 plus years and and guys that are, are coming in that have been playing for, you know, five, 10 years, but you know that you can see how much they love it and you know, they're going to keep coming back. And then in 20 years, they'll be the guys that have been playing for 30 years. Right. So. Yeah. Growing up, it was always the old guy sport. I mean, 16 teams back in the day, the average age was probably 65. Mm. You know, those guys were the guys from, from Canada were probably in their forties, but the guys from Wickliffe were probably in their eighties. So it was, it was averaging out, but, you know, Frank and I have spoken with a guy named uh, Gabe from uh, Rome. There's a couple other guys. And there's been some discussion on Facebook about trying to put together uh, some sort of, um, for lack of a better term, like a PGA type point system for trying to, uh, you know, rank players and also, game points based on how you finish excuse me in other tournaments mm. and then you know get, getting so many points for different tournaments based on how many teams are in the tournament and that sort of thing and maybe even sanctioning a tournament to say you have to have these so many things to be sanctioned as a points tournament um, you can't just always have a 12 team tournament and rack up a bunch of points in your neighborhood tournament you know that wouldn't probably be right right so the thing that Gabe, who has a friend of the SPN, was saying is the way cornhole, you see cornhole on ESPN, you see, what's that other, where you bounce the ball off the little trampoline? I forget what that's called. Uh, but these, yeah. these one-off spike, sports. Spike, spike ball. Spike, spike ball, yeah. These one-off sports, the way, they, the way they get themselves out there is they have a membership-type situation that they can go to ESPN and say, we have... Our, our organization, National Bocce Association, we have 20,000 members, you know, and really we could probably get that if we just did a drive of all the people we knew in the areas of bocce, which are six or eight pods of, in, in the Northeast here. We could probably just get signatures and get people to sign up for a dollar a spot. And then all of a sudden we can go to ESPN and say, we have 20,000 people mm. in this, in this group, you know, Come down to the whatever club and, you know, check it out. Check it out. Yeah. You know, we, 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 yeah, hell, you didn't have to come to the club. Everybody streams now. Right. You know, go and see what the product is. You know how, you know, the twist you could put on it. But getting to a place where we would have a beginning of a season and an end of a season, 
And Gabe and I were saying, you know, it'd be cool if we would have like the Cleveland Challenge would be the last tournament and MVR would be the first tournament. Not yeah, to toot like our that. horn, but just to say Wycliffe being probably the biggest, uh, Rome is huge, but Wycliffe being the biggest draw. Um, and again, I don't want to down Rome at all. Those guys are great. But I, I feel we have a little bit nicer tournament. Um, they've come a long way uh, recently. They have a ton of courts. And, um, and I, I mean, we could figure that out. That's not a big deal. I would but, say location-wise, you're more centralized to where everyone's at. Okay, okay. Yeah, and it, it's just, it, it would be a cool thing to have and, um, you know, focus on three or four tournaments, you know, MVR being one, Wycliffe being one, maybe Molisani, maybe the Columbus, you know, maybe uh, Rome, whatever, and say these are the, the cornerstone. You know, we always say that the, the um, again, the PGA uh, – uh, the majors, uh, or the yeah. majors, um, you know, the masters, the U S open, the British Open. So we would kind of have four major tournaments, but we would also have, you know, St. Anthony's has 2014 tournaments or, yeah. um, uh, Lockport up in Buffalo has a tournament. Rochester has a tournament, mm-hmm. you know, maybe get some of those on and, you know, just say, Hey, listen, the thing we have to do, and this is what Gabe and, 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 uh, Frank and I were talking about is we have to put in rules and have them go across all these tournaments because right now backboard dead backboard alive. I don't know. Indoor versus outdoor. Can yeah. we do it? Can we do a thing where we can, we could just have indoor and outdoor in the same bracket, call it, you know, backboard alive and, and, or, or backboard dead everywhere. I don't care. I think we just have to come up with, you know, what those rules would look like, mm-hmm. what our membership would look like. And I, I don't think that the Bocce Bros and and the guys out of Rome and the guys at Wycliffe and Molisani and whomever, we couldn't get together. We're all smart guys. We yeah. Could yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, we would definitely love to partner or be on a committee that can do it. I mean, I think, I don't know if you know this, but the Bocce Bros website that has all the tournaments on it, I mean, we probably have gotten over 5,000 views yeah. just in the past couple months because it's utilized as kind of the place to look for the schedule. Okay. Um, and our apparel's done fairly well on there, but it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's at least getting people to one central location that, you know, you can start kind of yeah. building out these things. And I mean, no one's out, listen, botch is not like you're making money here. It's more about bringing the community together. And like, that's our goal. This is not something that we're all going to quit our jobs for. <laughs> this is something that we're all <laughs> passionate about because we have lineage that has played it for years. And that lineage is something special to us, to our families, to our friends. And our goal is to kind of continue to grow it. And like, this is an idea that, you know, we'd love to be, you know, forefront with you and, you know, technology wise, that's what I do. I'm sure Frank, you're there with it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, partnering together with a couple of bright minds can really take that to the next level. Yeah, I'm I'm with it. And I, I would love to maybe even get some guys. I know, uh, I think Gianni was one of the guys talking about it. Um, Gabe, I know, has talked about it with us. Maybe we should get together this Sunday or something and just have a sit down inside and see if maybe we could put some thoughts together and, if nothing else, discuss getting a group of people and just get some names and have a team's call and just talk it out, brainstorm some thoughts. Maybe it's going to be nothing. Maybe nothing materializes and we just go as is, but 
you know, I'm 50. I, mean, I, I think it's a better. <laughs> I personally think this is probably a, a path to get, because you, if you've listened to other podcasts, we've talked to people trying to get on the Olympics, which is kind of a whole other avenue. But I think starting here, homegrown and getting it bigger can then show the value of kind of getting to that bigger road, right? Like jumping from what we're doing to the Olympics, probably a stretch, but this is kind of the middle ground to get to that final end state to then really show what it's all about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to start here. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think it makes complete sense to kind of form a committee from each area. I mean, we even, right. I don't know, there's a, a company out in Chicago, American Bocce Company. Um, Alex Garrow, we've had him on the podcast. He started Bocce out in Chicago. It's a different form because they can't just go out and build courts. So what he did was build a portable court, went to breweries and said, hey, I have two portable courts I can bring here. Let me run your leagues. And they, you know, work out the business end of it whenever. But he's been able to do that full time. That's how successful he's been. Wow. And, and they actually, they're holding the, um, what's the tournament called, Anthony, in Detroit, September 11th? Paulina Dior. Yeah, is that no. it? Yeah. No, no, no. They're, no wait. His is the uh, ABC Open. Yeah, the ABC Open at the oh, Palazzo Palace. Mike, Grasser, Mike Grasser's tournament? Uh, I don't know if it's Mike Grasser. It's, it's, it's at the Palazzo Palace in Detroit, and he's, 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 he's doing two different levels, gold and elite, and it's indoor – um, you know, I think it's, I wouldn't say it's compared, it's probably compared to the Molisani tournament, but just kind of levels versus that. Okay. Um, but you know, similar, similar thing that you guys are doing. But again, I think Chris's point is like, I think there's pockets across the U S that you can get people that really can get to your 20, 50,000 people easily to we're really gonna, show yeah, that number. We're going to have some guys from Dallas up, I guess. Yeah. We've met, I met them at the Neo, the Neo tournament. They're great. Okay, yeah, they, yeah. they, um, they've been trying. I guess one of the teams lost uh, some guys out of Baltimore, and they contacted me, Al Anelli. Remember Al? One mm. of the Anellis. I think there's 55 of them. <laughs> and uh, he had contacted me and said, hey, I just lost three out of my four guys. He said, um, you know anybody? I said, yeah, we got some guys that are on the bench here, so you know, let me know, and I'll send them, to, you know, send them your way. And it was on a, it was on a string on uh, Facebook. And this one guy, I want to say his name was Dana. Dana I think I read this stream. Yeah, yeah, I, I read yeah. this. And he's like, hey, you know, we're ready. So I actually took it on the side, and I, I got them both on. I got Alan, I think it was Dana, on a side conversation. And Dana's like, hey, we're ready. You know, we, we, I got two guys. They're going to be there. I guess they're coming to the tournament. Nice. Because they, they got cool. in. We filled up so fast, they tried to get in. I guess they were a little late. But I guess they're coming up either for a wedding. I can't think they're just going to fly up for the tournament, even if they're, oh, hey, thank you. But, <laughs> but um, uh, so they're going to be up. So I would love them to be part of it, too. They seem pretty serious. I don't know that their brand of bocce is the same as ours. They do some, their courts, I think, are elevated. And I think they stand outside their court mm -hmm. from the pictures I've seen. Um, but he said they took fourth at, at, at Neo, so. Yeah, they played really. They played really well at Neo. I mean, it's funny. You 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 watch how they play, and you're like, oh, that's totally different. But then when it comes down to it, a ball throwing next to a little ball, it's all no matter where you're throwing from. Yeah. Listen, I don't play. I don't play, so I, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it sounds a lot easier than that, but uh, yeah, I suck. So, 
I organize so tournaments. That's what I do. <laughs> so it looks like we've got 70 degrees and mid 80s uh, with clear skies for this weekend. So yeah, lot, lots to look forward great. to. Yeah, yeah, the weather looks great. Hopefully the humidity stays down. It was bad today, but um, yeah, I noticed it's going to be high, but yeah, if we can avoid the humidity. Yeah, exactly. It'll keep people, uh, you know, tasting and sampling the, the beverage options. <laughs> yeah, uh, high quality. What, what, did it, yeah. what did somebody say? High, high quality, quality libations or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, I agree. It, we love when we see clear skies and temperatures in the 70s and 80s. It's just it always makes for a better weekend all around, you know, so. Usually get so Frank, I'm out. curious. Can can we can we talk about maybe some of the favorites? Can we boil the water a little bit or no? Sure, I'm happy to. Yeah, you I, know, I have, no, I have no skin in the game. Absolutely. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> so I'm, right, curious, so I'm curious on uh, your your thoughts on like you know maybe top five or top ten. Like where, so where, yeah. where where's the money at? You got to put your money down. Real quick right. for the people that don't know. So this is the list from uh, Wickliffe instagram page so the vandra brothers won three uh in the 2010s and abv also won three in the 2010s so those were the two teams of the decade yeah and then we have adelios or adelios uh, which those guys sound familiar i don't know if that's still their team name that's marco jr yeah marco jr okay yeah so 2016 they won yeah. And then also, you guys had a Canada team, Palazzo Seven Seven Seven, who they're all over the board. They won't yeah, be there this year. They won't be coming down. Yeah, but that's Jose Bato and um, uh, Pat Pezin. Yep, those okay. guys usually come down and play. But yeah, unfortunately, we're not. We don't have anybody from Canada this year, unfortunately, with uh, just travel restrictions. We're too much. Mm. Or fortunately, so. depending who you ask. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess if you're if you're trying to win the tournament, it's one less uh, top team coming down. So. Because uh, they're always in the discussion every year when Plots is there. They're, they're always in that top five discussion, and they would have been up there for sure. But, you know, the list, it, and, and I know these guys know they have the target on their back, but the list always starts with ABV. Um, you know, you can't have a, a top five list without those guys anymore. So, right. um, you know, they won it last year. They won it uh, back-to-back a few years before that. They finished in second a couple of years ago. So, um, And they finished in third. Uh, three years ago so they've got a second a third and three wins in like the last seven years and then one year the year after they won back to back i think they went two and out which was really funny um <laughs> they won and they I, won the second chance tournament that year that's right and it just <laughs> but i think i think what's cool about that and it's kind of a testament to the competition that we have is that honestly anybody can beat anybody yeah. we have I mean, it's one of it's that cliche of any given Sunday. You know, anybody can go out, play well. The other team doesn't have their A game, and you're going to get beat. Bracket so, madness. Exactly, and that's and it's Frank's, so fun. Frank's you know, lost um, to, to some pretty wicked teams before. And Frank's got a pretty good team. Yeah, you know, it's uh, we'll see how we'll see how happy I am or not happy with my teammates. I come come Saturday morning. Um, I would have to say one of the is the Topolano clubs in your top five because they played really well at Molsani. Absolutely, you know the guys that Always. come from Rome. First of all, they don't drive six hours because they're above average. They're very good. There yeah. are some Versace Law. There are some really good, solid teams that come from Rome. Um, and, and honestly, I've grown to just love these guys. Um, they're they're super nice. They 
they get the whole thing. The whole Italian-American thing travels, and we are all brothers. I mean, we really are. I always say, you know, Italians don't all know each other, but we're all related. Mm. So, you know, I, I think that's I think that holds true. I love seeing those guys. We just talked to a couple of them tonight. Gino's got them all on speed dial over there at the club. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Those guys, um, there's probably four or five teams out of the 12 that come from Rome that have a legit chance that are going to be playing on Sunday for sure. Sunday's yep. our top 16. Everybody on Sunday's in the money. Um, got it. Those guys, uh, Ezio's bringing up a, a pretty good crew. He's got, uh, I don't have any of my notes here, so this is all from memory. Um, Ezio's got uh, Andy Sweeney back on his team this year. Um, they won it twice as uh, Rochester back in, I think, maybe 9 and 10 or 10 and 11, right in there. Um, let's see. He's got also another guy that was on his team. Uh, I think uh, George Moreno is back on their team. Frank, you probably have all that in front of you. But yeah, they, I'm pulling uh, up some rosters. But uh, yeah, they're they're going to be good this year. Um, uh, you know, the Molasani. There's there's I think four Molasani teams. A couple of them are very competitive teams. You can't so talk I, about Baja. Talk about Frank or Russ because those guys are always in the finals. I was just going to mention Fiorino Funeral. They're you know they're always super competitive. It's you know again you're right. It it'd be really tough to have a list without including those guys too. Sure. Because sure. it always seems like you're seeing pictures of them on Facebook holding up a trophy. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, those guys are always tough. Paul mentioned, you know, the Rome teams. We get several teams from Connecticut, too, that are just super competitive. Ponte um, Lindolfo, yeah. Ponte Lindolfo, yeah. very good. Then what's what I think is cool, and I, I we, we've talked about this a little bit earlier, is it's – the teams change a lot. So we see all, a lot of the same faces, but we're seeing them on different teams. And so it's, it's tough sometimes to say year over year, you know, this team name is, is right. going to be um, the same as the last couple of years. Cause you know, they change a lot, but what is, what's always the staple is you do, like Paul said, you know, you see the teams coming in from Rome. And if, if you see that you're playing a team from Rome, you know you're gonna you know you're in for a competition because you know these guys come to play. Um, they're all really good at it. So um, it's we talk about this often too, and I think the tournaments evolved so much that there just really isn't an easy game. And I, I'm using air quotes here. There's no real easy game, right? To on the schedule. I mean, there's just very few um, slouches. Yeah, it's just that, that's just not yeah, how it is anymore. It's hard for you between to find a team that's going to be easy. As you look yeah. through the yeah. rosters, you're like, yep, 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 right. Yep. Yeah, we see and, that I mean, every don't tournament. get me wrong. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think that I'm not. I'm certainly not saying that I think all of them could win it. <laughs> but uh, like I said, any given Sunday, they could certainly win a few games, and yeah. you ne you just never know. So yeah, I think it's safe to say that there are 30 teams that you could absolutely say have a really good chance of making Sunday 16 slots. I almost thought you were going to say, it's safe to say the Bocce Bros are not going to win it. I almost <laughs> thought you were going to say that. No, no, that, I could do it. You want me to say that? I could, that's not on my cue card, but no. Put it down Again, so we could replay it in so 10 I years. No one's game. Right. Thank you for coming. We hope you enjoy yourself. <laughs> you know, yeah. We like have, donating my, my our money to, to these tournaments. off the court something that reason you want to come back because i don't know how you're going to do on the court we took we <laughs> took ninth at all the house so we felt good about that so nice. yes there you go nice. we're, getting, nice. we're getting better we're getting better oh, that's good go. that's real good someone actually said oh you, 
I think we're playing. Like, we have the Bocce Bros. They said, "Who is?" Oh that? yeah, who was that tonight? Do you, yeah. you know, what's the name of the team you guys play? Because I forget who it was. Tre- that uh, we played Trevi Catering. Oh, that's right. It was Cross. Okay, yeah, those are club members. Yeah. So they're all four club members. So yeah. it'll be a fun game. They're good guys. So they're great guys. Yeah, Kratz is my cousin, and then uh, uh, Tom Trapepi's son. He's Trevi Catering. And then I don't know who else is on the team, but yeah, great guys. Joe Kleinhans and uh, oh, Joe's on the team. Yeah, yeah, you guys. Yeah, I'm blanking nice, on the other one. That'll be a nice first game for you guys. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can probably say, Frank, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think Trevi's going to make it Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I, won't, I won't go that far with any of my predictions. Are, are you guys doing the second chance bracket again this We're year? Not, no, no, not this not. year. Uh, We're gonna have the ladies bracket and the way things have fallen out. You know, there wasn't a lot of interest, Anthony. There, we, we tried to get everybody that was out real quick. Not real quick, but by like 4 o'clock on Saturday. And not a lot of them wanted to stick around for Sunday when we had yeah. the open courts. And I get yeah. it. You know, we, we couldn't make it. We couldn't sweeten the pot enough. For oh, I, I did. We did when we played there. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the, the, I think it's hard, it's hard for the local teams. Like, the local teams like, no, I'm just going to start drinking. And I, I'm yeah. not going to, you know, I well, I know for us, that two-hour drive down 71, you know, it's nice to play right. more than two games sometimes. No, I, yeah. I, I, so. yeah. Well, I know the one year that we, when we entered in or got into that second chance tournament, it ended up being three and out for us. So oh, no. <laughs> it, it didn't end up doing us any favors at all having a third game. But <laughs> so it's always uh, uh, super demoralizing when you get, you get a third game and then get beat down in that one, too. Uh, definitely, um, we, we we were talking about doing some sort of. Uh, skills I thought you guys were doing competition games. Yeah, skill yeah. set. Games. Yeah. We we just um, you know we're we're somewhat hamstrung at times based on how we can get get it uh, manned. You know, someone's got to run it. Uh, you know, Frank and I always say, you know, it's, we have a bunch of ideas. Ideas are easy. You know, you can have ideas sitting at a table. But when it comes to putting pen to paper and having to actually think of a skills challenge, you have to have like maybe four people at doing the challenge. Well, I, I got an idea for you guys. And, so next next year, if you guys want to do a skill set challenge, the Bocce Bros will help run it as part of the tournament because we run awesome. we get we run skill set tournaments at our club, and okay. we do it every every season. So. We're pretty well versed in uh, pointing closest to, you know, closest to the back wall or you make some circles and shooting competitions. So we've kind of done a handful of variations. We've actually discussed doing a skill set tournament just kind of in general, just not even do a regular botch tournament, just do a skill set. Oh, that would be cool too, yeah. Just to kind of switch it up. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd I'd be, I'd actually love to hear, you know, kind of how you guys do it and one of the things that we were really unsure about was timings of things and how long something would take and, and then finding a time and what would be best and what would make most sense for, to try to get the most people to participate too. So that was a big hang up for us, but yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. Let's, let's. Yeah. Uh, I, I've thought out. about it. I thought about like, you do like an Avolo shot, you do a shooting, yeah. you do, like I have it all kind of laid out in my head. Oh, yeah, I love what it. What were they saying? They were going to do three balls at the 50 yard line then two balls offset a little bit behind them and then one ball in the back and you would get like 10 points. If you hit the first ball, you'd have four balls, Yeah. You'd get 10 points for the first ball. And then once you hit a ball, we take it off the court. And then yeah. um, if you Volo for the back ball, you know, it's that's 25 points or whatever. Yeah. But I, we started talking about it and I'm like, this is, this all sounds great. But I said, you got to have four or five people to help you because yeah. 
this really has to move along. We were going to do it Thursday night, but that's a practice night. Yeah. And we said, well, what about Sunday? And then all of a sudden somebody had a baby and then they wouldn't be able to help. And I'm like, let's yeah. just shelve it. And I also wanted to, I wanted to do more than five bucks a head, pay out the prize. I wanted it sponsored. I wanted someone to come forth and say, Hey, I want to, you know, let's call it the uh, TC construction. Cause that was the guy I was talking to TC construction, uh, skills challenge. Nice. You know, you put up a thousand and we'll, we'll pay that out mm-hmm. yeah. know, or something like that. Cause I've seen the skills challenges where everybody puts in five bucks and the winner gets $75. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, I said, this is the Cleveland challenge. You're going to get $800 <laughs> if you win this. <laughs> we want to, we want to some bang in there. I want guys to line up to do this. And we said, you know, it'd be good if we did it Sunday because the better players are still playing. We wouldn't allow them in the skills challenge. Yep. So this would, would give the schlubs like me an opportunity that maybe I could point in or something. You know, all the good players are still playing. So it'll just be the bocce bros and uh, Frank's team and the skills challenge. Damn. Comes on our own <laughs> podcast. And... <laughs> shots, are, shots are being fired at the host. <laughs> <laughs> no one's off limits. No one's safe. Yeah. Really, I, I would love to. I think that'd be a cool Cool, uh, come together. Yeah, you, if you guys remember next year, pull us in. We'd love to help. And, yeah, absolutely. Okay. We welcome it for sure. So, thank you. So obviously, this is, you know, the biggest bocce tournament. Um, one thing we're trying to do with our tournament here is, okay, how do we get outsiders to come visit? How do we get outside? Like, how do we attract other people? Uh, obviously, you guys. You know, are able to do that. So, what other things do you guys have for like the non bocce players to come uh, experience? Well, we start on uh, on Friday, and uh, oh, I thought Frank was shaking his head. We start on Friday at six. We'll have a band. Um, we pay a, a we get a rock band in there, and we'll have the full full complement of uh, music. And we also have you know the field thing. We're hoping turns into kind of a party. Um, I think you guys have a, a canopy of and uh, our Saturday we have the our cultural activities in our pavilion. We'll have a, a food demonstration. We'll have um, Miss Italia. We'll have some older Italian music going on, so we can bring some of the community members down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we'll have a we'll have a country music band uh, Saturday night. We've never done country music. So this is going to be interesting. Some guys are like, this is going to be great. And some guys are like, country music, really? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of Italians are we? <laughs> I, said, I said, we're going to try. I'm actually excited because it's something my wife likes and she's going to bring some folks. We'll have a good time. But um, And then Sunday is family day. Uh, Sunday we do, uh, uh, Carmelina is an Italian radio show up here. She'll do a 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock show live on air uh, we did that last week um charles albertone my son elf and gino i went to her slink and we did that for about an hour the rick smith who's actually frankie's buddy rick smith is a is a uh, magician record holder for card throwing so uh, he's done hey oh god bless you um sorry Dude Perfect, right, Frank? And, uh, and yeah, so he was on Dude Perfect, yeah, a couple times. Yeah, he, he's done that. Uh, great guy, hilarious. I mean, he, 
I liken him to um, Bart Simpson, where you know the kids love it because it's a cartoon, but we love it because he's talking to us. Yeah, you know, he's he's, he's <laughs> jackass. So, so, but that's he's really funny. Um, and then we have the great uh, Jungle Terry. He's been with us for God at least fifteen years. Live animal show, phenomenal. The kids love him. The same kids have been coming to see Jungle Terry for twelve years. They're now they bring their kids now. Aww. I mean, it's just it's great. And then we have uh, DJ Dave, one of our members, has a little DJ thing, dancing, jumping around to that. But then we have all the after the the championship botching stuff like that. So I mean, we have we have a lot of stuff. We put a lot of work into our non botchy stuff to bring the people down from the community because most of the people that come to the bocce tournament are probably within 10 miles of Wycliffe. You know, they come from Mena, they come from Mayfield, they come from Wycliffe. And that's really the people that we're, we're doing a lot of that stuff for all, all the, the, the players love it too, because you know, they could go back to the hotel or go find a bar or whatever, but we try to keep everybody on there. So they have to do all that. They don't have to go to a bar. They don't have to go to a restaurant. It's all contained. And you know, when you're playing, nine games on Saturday. If you're trying to, if you lose your first game, you, you know, you got to get through the meat grinder. So you don't want to have to leave. You really can't leave. So we just try to keep everybody on the grounds. If we can. Yeah. It's, it's so. definitely nice. I mean, other bocce tournaments for the most part, um, you know, you play, if you lose or, or even if you win, there's, you know, two to three hours between games. So then you're either just sitting around or like you said, go home or you go back to the hotel. So I'm really looking forward to saying, okay, you know, I could just go, you know, listen to a band and maybe go dance with Anthony somewhere and uh, <laughs> just be able we to. Went, we went to the gym stuff. last time. Yeah, <laughs> we had to wait six hours. We went to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> so at least we'll have something to do. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're waiting six hours, you're in the winners bracket. So salute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We if hope. you're in the losers bracket, you're going to play about what, Frank? Every two and a half on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, after a certain after like three o'clock, yeah, once you're at that hour, then yeah, they're pretty rapid fire mm. um, to get through that. I'm gonna pay people to go to Frank. What time's our next game at? What time's <laughs> yes. Oh, you don't have to pay them. I put the you don't even need to ask. I get the over under on how many times I get asked what how what times my game at about four hundred. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know the feeling. Not probably not your scale, but I know the feeling. Yeah. Frank, what's the app called? Turning Machine. Yeah, it's, uh, um, it's called Turning Machine. You can get it on iOS, Android. Um, uh, search for uh, the sport is other, oh, state is Ohio, and then the month August, and you'll see the Cleveland Challenge Cup of Bocce come up. Okay. Uh, click on that, and you can follow your favorite team in there. Okay. And now will you, yeah, have you a... guys will be updating that live throughout the tournament? Yeah, as games come in, we uh, we started collecting scores the last couple of years, which is really cool um, because now we have all of the scores from our last several tournaments up there. And um, and yeah, the second a game gets reported, we plug it in and the app gets updated. The team gets um, uh, they'll go in and they can see their new time. They can see who they're playing. Um, there's even a feature on there that I'm not sure everybody knows about. It's it's called potential bracket games. So like if That's you guys right. were to yeah, it's awesome, right? If you yeah. were to go on there, you could click it, 
It'll say okay. if you win, you play this team at this time. If you lose, you play TBD at this time. It's I love that. That's awesome. Um, what I what, what I want to see is if one of the top teams eliminate, you send out an alert like ABV eliminated. Yes, that's, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, you're right. <laughs> that would that. actually be pretty cool to, to put out like those uh, like news alerts like at the bottom of an ESPN sticker. Big upset alert. Or like court court three, 14 to 14. Head down now to see the last point. That. See, like stuff like that is stuff that we've uh, that I would love to be able to do because I do think that's really cool to say, um, you know, nail biter going on in court number three. Yeah. That would be really cool and be and then take it a step further and do like a live feed look in on the game and like throw it up on Facebook or something. That would be so fun. I mean, you're definitely getting there as you're collecting people's, you know, getting them to an app. I mean, you're you're definitely on the yeah. track, which is awesome. Exactly. Yeah. No, yep. Will you have all about user adoption? Yeah. This yes. Is ex- this is exciting because unfortunately I'm out of town right now for work. And so I'm going to be working like seven to seven Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So you better believe now I'm going to be on my phone on the, yeah. I mean, when I can, I'm going to be on yeah. the uh, bracket app, checking out what everybody's doing and kind of seeing what's going on. Okay, and what I would, unfortunately, no, I'm not going to be there. I, I got called down to uh, North Carolina for work. Oh shit. Oh, that's, we, yeah, have sta- we have a we have a bocce bro named John Panico who's our who's our okay. fill-in. Yes. Yeah. Well, and one of the an announcement about some streaming or anything or? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> one, one feature one feature that's really cool that I would like to use and it would be cool for someone like you, Carmen, that couldn't that can't make it is we can't we can do live scoring on there too. So as a game is going on. You know, Bocce Bros, one, other team, zero, whatever, you know, like literally do inning by inning scoring. And that would be really cool. And obviously that takes some additional manpower to to uh, facilitate that. But I think that's, again, something else. You know, we obviously can't stream every single game. Um, but I, I think it would be really cool if we were if we found a way to just put scores up from every like live scoring of every yeah. single game. That would be fun. I saw I saw Luciano's is he on your committee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I he they did a great job at Club Molasani when um, we got eliminated from that tournament. We were <laughs> we were it was Sunday and we wanted to watch the games, but they had the live scoring. It was great. I mean, you could yeah. watch the game. You knew what the score was. I mean, it was perfect. It was it was yeah. it was a great. It's a great add to the game for people that are continuing to just want to be part of it. Right. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We'll we'll hopefully be able to get some games streamed uh, this weekend. You know, we're going to try to do as much as we can. And then, of course, we'll have the championship game stream like we do every year. So uh, and that's always really popular. So, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, because I agree. Awesome. People want to watch it. So if they can't get down there, it's an, it's an alternative to be able to hop on and watch them. Your favorite teams, hopefully. Definitely. Great. Uh, we have one question for you before we wrap up. But before okay. I ask, um, is there anything you guys want to want to say before we sign off here about the tournament or anything like that? No biggie. If not, I just wanted to ask. I will say one thing. I will push the tourney machine app again. <laughs> I know we literally just talked about it, but uh, I, I'm I'm super hopeful that people go out and adopt it and grab the app, and and not just people that are playing in the tournament. I uh, I would love to see everybody go grab it. You know, follow your cousins, brothers, nephews, sisters, whatever. Um, because that's the idea is to put the information and get it out in front of everybody. So 
We'll make sure we'll uh, on our social, I'll post um, some information about that. Just Sweet. Thank you. Yeah, throw Frank, it there. there's one problem about this. Yeah. When when I exit early at tournaments, I tell my wife we're still in it so I can stay longer. <laughs> <laughs> now she'll have proof yes. that I'm out. Definitive proof that you've been eliminated is right. <laughs> that could be an issue. Yes. We'll yeah. block Unfortunately, I, I can't do anything about that. All you, what you have, well, that you, the rosters are on there. I can't even tell you to pretend <laughs> to be a different team. <laughs> so I, I yeah, I can't say, help uh, you. What's what's most important to me? Um, I want to see everybody. So safe travels to everybody. Um, we are getting ready. I mean, we are. Like I said, I just got home right before this. I've been there to nine o'clock each night so far this week. I'll be there till probably eleven tomorrow, and then after that, it's Friday and Saturday. I probably won't be home till two o'clock in the morning. But uh, we just want everyone to be safe. Um, we're excited. It's Christmas in Wycliffe. I mean, that's, I was talking to a couple of folks tonight. They said, this is, this is my Christmas. I said, we, there's a lot of us that think that way. So I just want really to just wish everybody uh, safe travels and get to Wycliffe and let's, let's make it memorable. Definitely. Yep. All right. So our final question we always ask our guests is your favorite bocce moment. So, or bocce memory. So, like, for Anthony, you know, he's, he spoke about playing with his grandpa for 17 years. Um, some of our other guys. I believe guys, they were in the tournament. What's that? I think your grandpa came up with your dad. You. Yep, that was us. I remember that, yep. yeah. Yep. Other people That's talked awesome. about a specific shot or, you know, the Bellas. I believe they mentioned, the bocce Bellas, they mentioned how they beat a team that no one expected them to beat. I think they came back and won. Um or just anything. Yeah. Paul, you want to go first? I'll think about it. Don't play. Okay. All right. I, I have a couple, and I'll make them quick. You're good. Um, but uh, one of them, I know I mentioned it earlier, is about Anthony's grandpa, because I, I do. I just I have that vision in my head still of, of being in that tournament in Little Italy, him holding his arms out, waiting for his jacket to be reapplied and just the Godfather soundtrack playing in my head. And it was just an epic moment for, for me and my team to witness. And I'm not kidding. When I say this, we talk about it all the time. So <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was an epic, it was epic. It really was. It was so cool to see. Um, so that's one, um, same tournament, actually the game right before that our team played uh, the team. They used to be called the wise guys. Um, they're in it again this year. They're called Walnut Beach guys. Um, but, uh, we were losing like 11 or I think the game went to whatever it went to 11 or 12. We were losing like 10 to four. We were losing pretty bad and they only needed one more point. We came all the way back to win on a humongous hit and stick by my teammate, Michael. It was one of the best shots I've ever seen in my life. I've never been more excited after a game. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I call that one of two amazing memories for us uh for me and bocce and then the other one was at the wickless tournament it was our last game on saturday night uh we were just talking about that palazzo 777 team who won it a few years ago um we were playing them in the losers bracket winner goes to sunday loser goes home and we beat them and it was just awesome i mean we we played so good they played really well too, but i mean it was just such a good game it was so fun and again, another huge shot at the end of the game uh, to win it. And it's just, I love it. So 
it's those moments that keep you coming back and playing this game, right? Like, oh, I mean, yeah. you have oh, those yeah. uh, just, uh, it's like golf. You have those good shots and it's like, then you have the terrible <laughs> ones for, you know, but the good ones keep you coming back. 100%. So, the ninth uh, hole for my, my golf winger, the 18th. Yeah. Yeah. To get it on the so, green, uh, regulation. So yeah. So yeah, those couple for me are just huge. I just, uh, those huge moments for us and the team and my team playing. So hopefully we'll make a few more this weekend. Those are great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, mine, um, you know, being with the tournament committee a lot longer than I've actually played, I've played in the tournament a few times. Um, I have two things. The first thing is kind of somber, but, um, every year I kind of think about, um, all the members my father passed in 07. He was a big part of the tournament. And, um, I always think about all the guys every year that aren't here anymore. And just thinking about this being our Christmas now, and they loved it so much. And it was just, I don't know, for, for me, it just stopped not being able to enjoy it anymore. And that for me, it's kind of sad, but it's, it's also humbling and, and makes me want to, do my best to steward this for the next generation to say, you know, I hope that I'm making this look as good and easy for you guys so you can pick it up and continue on and make it better than it is today. So that's one of my thoughts and, and, you know, where I come from as far as the bocce, but I actually had the opportunity to play. Are you guys familiar with the joy of bocce, the book? No. Mario Pagnoni. Okay. Mario Pagnoni. Um, kind of the first, the godfather of bocce. He was from Massachusetts and we had, um, we had kind of a split in 2007, our tournament did. And, um, Mario, you know, we were trying to think, you know, we need to do something this year. So I talked to the guys and said, Hey guys, can we spring for a hotel to bring Mario Pagnoni from Massachusetts in? And, you know, I, I'll tell him, well, we, I said, we can't fly him in, but maybe he'll drive in. And I said, he wrote this book, Joy Abachi. Actually, I think there's two editions of it. And they're like, yeah, that's, let's try that. So I called him up and could not be nicer. He came out. I, I signed up to the tournament, and I had him on my team with our friend Chris Brassell, his father, and the four of us. And uh, so I got to play with the, the godfather of Bocce, Mario Pagan. And uh, he's since passed. Uh, great dude. Brought, he did, like, little symposium and just you know a lot of the old timers were like wow you know this is this is something big you know they you can just feel the guy and mm-hmm. he had he had done like the guy you talking about he had you know uh he would go to corporate events he would host corporate events and teach them all how to play box and then they'd have a little tournament at the corporate event and you know it was great stuff but he wrote these books and did all this stuff websites before it was this is in the 80s in nineties, you know, basically doing the stuff you guys are doing on, on, on uh, podcasts, he was doing, you know, by showing up and doing all that stuff. And he was big in Methune is the, you guys know Joe, right? Joe, uh, what's Joe's name, Joe Corderone. He and Joe were tight. Um, so if you ever asked Joe about Mario, he could tell you story after story. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, got to play with, got to play with Mario. We lost, we were ahead in one, and again, I'm just not a bocce player. <laughs> and, and I think I probably, I probably blew it. So, um, Mario was pretty good. Chris was good. His dad was okay. But uh, we were up and lost to some 
we had not they weren't all what we have now you know they were like my theory very average very probably below average mm-hmm. but yes that was my awesome that's great <laughs> i think i'm breaking up here can you guys hear me I think it's Paul's connection, yeah. Okay. You dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anthony, are you, you guys coming? Are you guys coming in town tomorrow night? Uh, part of some of our team members are, and then some of us are coming Friday morning for the practice. So okay. But uh, can we? Uh, is the practice pretty? Like, we'll get in, or am I like nervous? Like, I got to be there. Like, oh no, you'll get in. There's yeah, you'll definitely get in. No issues there. By and especially by the end of the night, the courts start really thinning out, and there's plenty of opportunity to play. Okay. Um, and they're every we're, 30 coming, minutes. we're coming Friday. We're coming Friday morning. Oh yeah, Friday morning. You'll have no problem. Okay. It's okay. it's even less crowded Friday morning. Yeah. So, who's awesome. coming Thursday? Uh, Chris's brother, our other bocce bro, Dante. He's gonna come in on Thursday. Okay. Um, Dante, I think, our other member. So the reason I ask is, having a podcast, a local podcast, come in. Um, uh, Frank, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I think. It, You're unfortunately breaking up pretty bad, Paul. Oh, am I am I there yet, or am I good, or no? That's better. Yeah, it's better now. But you're (laughs) iffy. Okay, sorry. So we're having a we're having a podcast come during the um, practice. They're going to be up on our stage. We're gonna they're going to be facing the the courts. But I told them we'll probably have the champions from last year here. We'll get if one of you guys, if your brother Dante wants to get on air. He could talk a little bit about his podcast. Um, these guys have a pretty good following, um, but yeah. you know, have him come find me and, and okay. we'll talk about getting yeah, well, on, the, on the money. Yeah, sounds cool. good. Definitely. Well, well, Frank and Paul, we really appreciate you guys coming on. This is a real fun episode. I'm gonna edit and uh, release it tonight. That way, we can get it out to everyone before the weekend. Cool. Uh, but we appreciate okay. it, and we look forward to meeting. Yeah, anytime, guys. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate it. it. I'm sorry I rambled there for a while, but no, the passion. No, that was great. I, I could tell that's what it's all about. I mean, it's it's one of the yeah. reasons we're why. keeping one clip about you not thinking we're gonna make it. That's it. Out of everything, <laughs> that was it. Edit it all down to so that one I know, line. I could send you whatever you want to hear. I'll, you just send me the line. I'll say it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, yeah, and Anthony, I got to introduce you to my teammates, so I, we can we can all tell you the story about your grandpa. Down. Awesome. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. So, I'm right. excited, guys. It, Can't guys. wait to see you guys. Can't wait to see you guys, too. Pumped. We're all Hopefully pumped for the tournament. See you soon. Cool. Take care. Thanks, guys. Bye. Appreciate Good it. Luck. Have fun. Peace out. And that concludes this episode of the Bocce Bros Podcast. With big shout-out to Frank and Paul for joining us. It's a busy week for them, so we really appreciate it. As always, guys, please follow us on social media. It's under at the Bocce Bros. Again, that's at the Bocce Bros. If you want to follow along on uh, Wycliffe's live stream, all you have to do is type in Wycliffe Italian American Club on Facebook, and you'll be able to see some of the games throughout the weekend, especially on Sunday when they start live streaming, I believe, some of the playoff games, but definitely the championship game. Thanks again, guys, and have a good one.